So therefore, be proud to be a decent American rather than be just a wanker whipping up fear. Because you're supposed to tackle people, you're supposed to hit people at pace and hit them hard as part of the game. It's not chess we're playing. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f he wants. Hello and welcome along to chapter 82 of the What's the Story podcast. I'm Danny Morty. I'm Ron Merrigan. Hey Danny, how are you? Tremendous. I like saying tremendous. It's a word that doesn't get used enough. I like saying fantastic. Yeah, and fantastic. sensational. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Anybody who's seen Tesco ads around Christmas will remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag to the hosts. I'm waiting for them to get in contact with me about the Valentine's Day ad, but... Yeah. Well, you see, I don't think they will because, I mean, look, it's too there's late, only though. a certain it's amount of broken hearts that can be out there, Graham. You know what I mean? You're dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, right. Um, I guess this week she was on over a year ago, originally, way back in chapter 23, which we checked before we started recording. <laughs> and uh, it was one of the most popular ones we ever had. But Caroline McGuigan, Suicide Survive. How are you? Wonderful, absolutely, and great. I cannot believe that it's that long ago, and it's Mad, great it? to be. Mad, it is. It's scary, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. No, it is scary now. So, uh, no, delighted, absolutely delighted to be back with us. Terrified, what is it going to ask me? And God knows where the conversation's going to go. So I'm ready for you. Yes, <laughs> that's the crack, isn't it? <laughs> that's it. I'm holding on to the chair. <laughs> um, but before we dive into that, um, we have a new. Well, no, it's a new house for you to see us in. Yeah, We've been here for over a year. Yeah. Yeah, so lovely. The upkeep's not bad. We tried to give it a feminine touch with the flower behind you there, as you can see. Oh, That's from Danny's bedroom. I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, it's from Danny's bedroom. Oh, Took I like that it. in. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Exactly. I thought, Thank you know you. what? This, Means this, a lot. This could do with a little. So, making a fancy for you. We hoovered. <laughs> so, we put the heat on as well. <laughs> put the heat on. Got me blanky around me. So uh, yeah, so this is the humble abode that is the fabulous and famous Fitzpatrick Castle. FitzpatrickCastle.com. Check it out and uh, tell them we sent you. Are we doing housekeeping? Yeah, we wanted to talk about the Russians, didn't we? Or, oh no, uh, Trump. 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 Trump and the Russians. Trump would have been inaugurated by the time this episode goes out. Yeah, that's true because we're very topical like that. And nobody <laughs> is going to it. Is he doing that walk? I don't know, man. There'd be bullets flying at him. Yeah. I'd imagine. Like, he's he's not very popular, I don't think, at what all. What do you think of Trump, Caroline? Oh, did you have to ask me that? Yeah, yeah, Truthfully, we did, yeah. <laughs> I, there is a whole part. I'm not great around politics, right? Yeah, but yeah. I just, there is a part of me. You know, remember Candy Camera years ago? Or yeah. you'd be, I'm waiting for someone to go, ah, surprise. <laughs> and then it was like, it was all a joke. I genuinely still am in shock. Yeah. yeah. And yet... Okay, the other side is, whether we like it or not, he represents voices. Do you know what I mean? People who felt they haven't been heard. Now, with politics, you get misguided and you get told one thing and another thing happens. But from a worldwide point of view, there's voices that haven't been heard for years and years and years and are kicking back. And in kicking back, they'll go after someone that even slightly has has their message or understands. So I can get that. But there's a whole part of me genuinely in shock mm. I'm in shock I, I think a lot of people were I know I was touting him to win for months on this podcast because he's my kind of guy <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he was having fierce trouble getting people to play his inauguration he approached 
what was some he approached Bruce Springsteen and he got the the tribute band instead and, and in the tribute and band they, pulled out. they were like no actually you know out of respect to Springsteen we're not going to do it yeah. so, so they got he, some runner up to American Idol yeah I was going to say he approached somebody from X Factor UK as well and they were like um, what was it some sort of song that was about like black civil rights if you let me sing that song I'll, I'll play it they didn't get a reply <laughs> really wow. yeah Jesus so, and what, what do you think what's your thoughts I think he is a mad idiot, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. Like, I just think that, like, there's a lot of stuff he said he wants to do that he's not going to get to do. No, not, not a chance. Totally agree with you. It's, he's going for that kind of over-the-top, bombastic yeah. effect, which has worked. And as you said, it's appealing to people maybe who haven't felt like they've a mm-hmm. voice for so long. Big time. But. <sighs> I don't think he lasts the four years. Do you not? No. He'd be impeached. Yeah, I think there's too much scandal and there's too much damage that he has done and I think more will come out over the course the next year or two yeah Um, but unlike yourself Caroline I was kind of going someone just say this is a joke or whatever totally Mm. Um, I don't I'd be I'd be in agreement with Danny in as far as um, he's probably not going to make a lot of decisions and he'll have all his staff doing all those decisions yeah because we've seen with Barack Obama that he didn't get to do a lot of the stuff he wanted to do. No. Because of Congress and all the other stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But it's fairly th- serious so far, this is. I know, but didn't they say that the... <laughs> what's, what's the story? What's, what is the story with the Russian involvement in the election? Ah, they were having a crack. Did they rig it? Like, is that well, what the allegations well, well, are? That's what the Yanks are saying. They're saying that, like, you know, Dimitri and co were sitting there with a couple of their laptops... And they decided, you know, we'll do, we'll hack in, we'll wreck everything for Hillary, and we'll let your man have a go at this and see what happens. Like, so they released a load of emails, a load of crack on Hillary. People were like, "That's it, no way, that's it, no way, she's not getting in." Trump won, and then everyone's like, "So no that's why they're saying Trump." That's how they're saying they were involved. They're, they're saying, yeah, they're saying that the, the Russians directly influenced the outcome of the election by basically throwing dirt on Hillary. Because I was lis- listening to uh, Matt Cooper on the way up. Right. And they were saying that the Russian espionage have taken it a step uh, further by getting involved in that show, Sherlock. How dare they? Sherlock. <laughs> so the spies in Russia have Hacked. tampered with the last episode of Sherlock. What are they doing? What? Like- Something because of the BBC... Um, chose not or withdrew from Russia or something along those right. their news line or something withdrew right. their offices from Russia or something along those no could, could, could be completely far off lads I feel I'm on a movie set here <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here and going is this from Russia with love or what I'm telling you I'm, I'm very impressed with this yeah, no, I have yeah. no idea what's going on no. sounds good yeah. sounds good um, I don't know but if they did do that, if they did hack into a TV company <laughs> and rob a TV episode and they're being like, now nobody gets to see it now, that's just, in a way, it's brilliant, isn't it? Like, can you imagine <laughs> if somebody hacked into Fair City and stopped your episode going out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't that'd like to a, see that. That'd, that'd be a travesty. <laughs> that'd be a travesty. Have you got your invite to the if, if this yet or what? No, I'm waiting. Can't wait to see you in a little tux. <laughs> <laughs> I better be our day. Best actor. Better be Best day. supporting actor. Tell you, man, I didn't buy a little black dress or nothing. Exactly. <laughs> um, the other thing that's, and I'm not talking about my significant daughter here, but Mad Cow Disease is back. 
my significant daughter. You're so brave. <laughs> Apparently she doesn't listen. <laughs> You're so lucky. You are. Is it really back though? Apparently there was a case of it in Galway this week, but they were saying that it was um, like, essentially this is one that just naturally happened. Sometimes cows' brains just actually go mental and they like get this mad cow disease without actually eating other cows, which is how they get it in the first place. I'm not very good at explaining things. <laughs> so, right, mad cow disease is like the cow version of that Crooksfeld-Jacob disease, which is the CJD thing that humans get when they eat other humans. So when you, if you were a cow and you were eating other cows, you would get mad cow disease. But this cow wasn't eating other cows, he just got it naturally. She just got it naturally, because you don't have boy cows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is like last week we tried to talk about wolves and beavers. <laughs> we, talk, we tried to talk about beavers and their hoods oh, and their dams. So see what happens when we try to be intelligent. Oh, do you know, I'm sitting here, I am impressed now. I know. And you have the hands and you have the, you're all yeah, business there. Yeah, I get handsy. Yeah, I, I, do, hands I get handsy. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it looks like you really know what you're talking about. I haven't a breeze. No, but um, it looks like you do. That's, I'll take that. I do get handsy. <laughs> <laughs> I do get handsy. Does the handsies. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying that, and actually, I'll, no, that's not going out. This is a family podcast. Um, I don't, yeah, no, I haven't been paying attention a lot to, to really talk about other stuff in housekeeping. No. Um, so I don't. Good reaction to Retro Gamer episode last week. That's true, it was, so, yeah, people love that. Nostalgia we have a competition buzz. coming up uh, in relation to GamerCon. Yeah, he gave us, uh, Nisha gave us VIP tickets to give away. So, if you're lucky, you can head a lot. But if you do go, make sure you go to the Retro Zone and say hello to Nisha and the lads. More details of that on the Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash WTS pod. <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Caroline, how have you been? Save us here, because we're talking nonsense. I know, but I'm enjoying actually slowly just sit back and relax. We're therapeutic, are we? Extremely, extremely. Like how it. am I? Do you know, I'm, gra- I'm wrecked now. I'm really, really tired, but not like everybody coming back after Christmas. Um, yeah. Just, it's nearly like a fatigue, you know, that type of way, and you're like, okay, just bring yourself into January. But now my form is good. My mm. form is good. Um, but like loads of people I'm talking to, I'm just saying, how are you? I'm just saying, jeez, you know, I'm tired but not not um sort of not in a bad way not everybody you know um but we don't really cut ourselves any slack we like to be tired now seemingly you're not allowed anymore to be tired you know that type of way and i'd yeah. often say jesus you should be all energized and going and the whole lot but sometimes you need to slow down and even in your work if you're slowing down you see things more or you pause mm. a little bit more or you listen to people a little bit more because if we're busy in our heads you know what I mean I have to do this I have to go and I have to sort and I have to be I think you miss out on a lot mm. I know when yeah. I'm really busy in my head I miss out on the good stuff in my life I miss out on the people around me because um, I'm planning 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 all the yeah. time so but no I'm in good form Um and uh, yeah, trying to live in the moment as much as I can. So that's why I was enjoying sitting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> living in the moment. I tell you, it was some bloody moment. Watching yeah. da- Danny and Hansi. Yeah. Hansi, Danny, yeah. Danny, <laughs> now. I haven't had that sentence said about me since Bondi in about 2008. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm good and busy. We're, we're full on in work and got lots of great things happening. Um, Brilliant. And yeah, no, so it's good. Now we do, you know, more it, calls. Would it be a busy time of the year? Yeah, it can be, Graham. We'd have definitely... I've seen sort of just people reaching out a bit more and um, yeah, the struggle maybe, which it's in a way a good way, reaching out more. Mm. So whether it's after Christmas and we're coming down off a high and all um, that people are going, look, I'm struggling. They may not 
probably a lot wouldn't come before Christmas because we buy into that old fucking shite and nonsense that you have to be a certain way and Christmas yeah. coming it's about family and the whole lot and I think a little bit just from people I've been talking to after Christmas it's like they're 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 being a bit more brave and courageous and saying, no, shit, I'm actually finding it difficult and I've been finding it difficult for a while. It's kind of like they've put on a brave face and Absolutely. now they've, they've hit that yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah, and yeah. it's like you don't have the energy to put the brave face on or you're just going, oh, I can't keep doing this. So in a way, that's really, really good as much yeah. as it's hard and someone's, you know, sort of in a bad out space. But yeah, I'm definitely, we're getting more calls, more inquiries, um, but, but to go on the programmes, which is fantastic, you know, and um, to look at sort of, I'd had a few texts and emails and stuff and that and saying, look, my daughter or my partner or somebody I know, and where do we start? Yeah. Don't know where to start or what way to do or what way to turn, but even sort of talking to someone on the phone and saying, okay, look, there is ways, there is, you know, different supports and talking it through with someone, it takes that anxiety away of, Jesus, I don't know where to go. Yeah. You mentioned the programs there, and for people who maybe didn't listen yeah. the first time you were around, so Suicide Survive run programs that basically help not just obviously people who are suffering with mental health, but just the, all of us, the people yeah. around them who may want to set up a support network, whatever the case may be. Well, I'd always say to people, it's 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 for everybody. So we'd work say the the extreme end where people are very much where death is very much where they're at. They they for them, and and it, again, it's I. Don't judge anyone on this earth. It's about in in the space they're in, they don't know if they want to or they can live. And and what a lot of people would say is, I don't want to live, but I don't want to die. And and that's where they're trying to get past those feelings or those thoughts of death. And we would say, look, we have this Eden program. It's a six month program. And we would say, look, you've got to keep yourself safe because you are massively at risk. But that feeling and thought does pass. But here's a program that will give you the space, I'd say, to people to make a decision to make no decision, if you can. And over the six months to build up your resilience that you already have, because I got you, you're here. No matter how shite we are in life, we're still on this earth. And don't underestimate that and don't forget your strength. Um, But what we would say to people is you can get worn down. So it's okay. how do we in a group setting? It's an educational program and it's a beautiful program. It's gone now, the Eden program. And that's where it all started off for me. But the Eden program's gone uh, about 12 years and we've just yeah, we've moved into um, Galway, Mayo and Dublin. And it's 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 just it's a beautiful program. But then the other side of Suicide and Survive is we were asked years and years ago, this is, people said, look, with that experience that you have, because we all sort of, some of us are terrible psychologists, or some just we've worked in mental health and different things, but could you sort of create programs that are for everybody? So I'd say to people, you get up every day, you brush your teeth. So you invest in your dental health. You've got to do the exact same with your mental health, because if you don't, it'll take a dip. So the wellness workshop or the RAP, Wellness Recovery Action Plan, uh, they're lovely programs. And to me, if we could get everybody and anybody on them just to realize there is very practical things that you can do. And the beauty is every single human being on this earth has mental health. Yeah. So it's really important. And then we have a supporters program. So we get a lot of calls where people would say, I have my daughter, my son, my partner, my my mom, my dad. I don't know what to do and I'm terrified. I'll say the wrong thing. 
I'll do the wrong thing. So we have a supporters program and there's two pieces to it. So one is how to talk with the person who's going through a difficult time, but the other is how to look after yourself. The people who support people in distress get very little support. Um, they don't know where to turn. They don't know how to signpost. So we would have a lovely mixture of programs and it's eclectic and often people would go, but it's called Suicide or Survive. And I'd say, yeah, but that's one part of what we do. But we, we work on wellness as well. And, yeah. and it's coming from a place where we've gone the extreme end with people. Um, with the prog- how would the programs... Um, like there could be a situation, okay, where someone, their mental health is healthy, they're yeah. fine. And then all of a sudden, somebody close to them passes away. Mm, mm. So how would the program, would those programs help bereavement? It depends. It's very individual. So we'd often get calls. People come, you know, haven't been bereaved. And initially when someone's bereaved, it's, it, you, you really just, it's just surviving yourself and your emotions and your feelings. And, you know, rushing out to stuff isn't necessarily, it's, you're in shock, you're mm. incomplete. As a therapist, um, I would, you know, I would work with people bereaved and you'd work one to one. And what we would find is that um, our our wellness program or our RAP program and people would come having been bereaved, Graham, and maybe one just to connect with people and just to be able to get out and just for a day be on a program. And you're quite numb. So but just to be in a place with others where you're talking about the more than in life and that absolutely your world has just fallen apart. Someone you love with your heart and soul is gone um, and, and they're not coming back. So so the programs can, and this is the feedback we get from people, it can help you to manage and you're going to go through the bereavement. You've got to feel, you know, what you feel when you're going through it, but that you can manage it to the best of your ability without it being too destructive to yourself so from people that have gone on the programs they've said yeah it around their mental health it reminded them that i can cope mm. as much as it's heartbreaking um and really really tough and and you can't get away from that you know what i mean it's a different type of kind of mental health isn't it like well, a, as in it's it's a it's a part it's a really tough part of life for all yeah. of us that we are going to lose people yeah. and um you know uh, one of our facilitators in particular robert he would speak beautifully around he actually done a ted talk um around how he lost his his wife, um, Jean, and he's a facilitator. And about two or three weeks after Jean had died, we said, look, come back on, you know, and, and it was quite sudden how he lost her. We were saying, come on, on the programme, sit with us as facilitators and just be with us. And we we did a, a wellness workshop, it was beautiful, in Pavy Point. And we went in and um, I'll never forget to this day, I think, Robert, it was only about two or three weeks when Gina died and myself and Mick said, look, come, come in, we'll love you, we'll hug you and we want you. And we knew he needed to be with us and he came in and he said, I, I don't know what to do, what have I got to offer, Where, you know, how will I manage today? And it was the most beautiful, there was the most gorgeous women and, and men on the programme and I think, as he said, he never got so many beautiful hugs because those people understood bereavement they had lost yeah. so many people from from different things in life and he said it was like just one big huge hug um so that and i'd always say when someone is bereaved or someone's going ask them we, mm. we shouldn't make decisions or assumptions i'd always say to someone okay 
what would you like to do? What do you think? And sometimes people say, I, I don't know. And, and I remember Robert that time, and I said, well, just come and even if you have a cup of tea with us and we can give you a hug. And he goes, okay. Because you don't know where to be in the world. Yeah, you, yeah. You, if you're over there, you feel you should be over there. Yeah. If you're talking to that person, you feel you should be talking. And then if you laugh, you feel you shouldn't be laughing. You know. So it's about just taking people where they're at and, 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 and reaching out and saying, I'm thinking of you. Do you think that's just when you say that, like even something as simple as if they laugh, do you think they shouldn't be like that? Oh, yeah, but yeah. at the same time, like laughter is one of the most important things Absolutely. there is, even at the darkest of times. Yeah. Like so, yeah. totally, totally, yeah, yeah. I never even kind of thought of it like that. That mm. the kind of thing, oh, it's inappropriate. This oh, time yeah, whatever, yeah, but and like, inappropriate yeah. to laugh because, because of, a, of a bereavement. Is yeah. It? yeah, or in any situation like where there's hardship and and something happens that you just laugh at, but then so in your perfect, head you say. Yeah oh no wait I shouldn't laugh yeah. then that's what's going to make things maybe yeah. a little bit worse yeah. for you isn't yeah, and it you're like beating yourself up you're yeah. absolutely and it's about that you know there's the laughter the tears you know it's all part of life and and one of the big things we'd say around wellness is uh, our humour my sense yeah. of humour as and it's been totally inappropriate at times and I Jesus I couldn't tell people some of the stuff I come out with <laughs> it's kept me sane and it's like I would often say things to some of my mates and I go oh thanks be to God no nobody <laughs> heard that but it, it keeps me going yeah and and it's not harming anybody you know what I mean but no humour does have a I always feel guilty if if someone has passed away that I know I always feel guilty using social media for some odd reason really Why? yeah I d- not using I don't, don't mean using social media I mean kind of contributing say like putting up a post or putting up a photograph or tweeting or Instagram whatever social media yeah. I have I always feel guilty until a few days after yeah I, I always kind of try and stay off it if someone has passed away yeah. I don't know why that I know like I think and I know you were saying as well we shouldn't be judgmental and this is probably me being judgmental I think social media can be an awful bollocks for mental health like oh go both ways absolutely like i can't remember where i seen it actually it was probably on facebook or twitter but was this guy explaining kind of people who get in a bit of a slump because like they'll put say something up on facebook mm. and they'll check it after 10 minutes and there's no likes and it'll check it after a half hour huge. And there's only one like it is bloody it's this whole huge. thing of you get like that little dopamine hit every yeah. time yeah. and you're like brilliant five people like mm. amazing and mm. in but if you don't get that, then suddenly you're like, what What am I doing wrong? What's, yeah. So on my hand, I'm kind of like, yeah, social media, like it, it can be great because it gives people an outlet to talk to people if they don't have it. But at the same time, it's that kind of... Yeah. And, and you it. look at, and I, I would, I genuinely, I, I have worked with teenagers and different, so on average, 14 hours a day on, on social media, on their phones and, and the adults as well. But yeah. it's wow. like... There's a lot of young people with anxiety, panic attacks, uh, palpitations. Their sleep isn't great, so they'd wake up during the night and sometimes get that feeling of, oh, like that. And I'm going, what did you go to sleep to? Snapchat. Uh, what's been in the background in your bedroom all night? Ding, 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 even when it's on silence, right? So you're not getting an all night. Now, it's not only teenagers, but yeah. that seems to be really heightened. It's It's adults as well. So... Think about it, right? You're going to bed, right? The whole idea of, of rest, which is wonderful, um, is nearly preparing yourself. So it's right, zone things down, calm things down. And some people had born a bit of lavender for an hour or so in the bedroom beforehand, make sure it's cool, stuff like that. And just your basic stuff that you're going into sleep to rest your brain. 
so that you can sort of get up the next day and live your life. Yeah. So as you're going to sleep for years and years, people read books or whatever, uh, or whatever, exactly whatever <laughs> else. Yeah, got it in there. And uh, <laughs> I'm bloody sure. <laughs> but but you're, you're going you just got to the sleep. Daggers. I know, I know. You're going to sleep uh, at night time. And you're going to sleep to conversations um, and posts like that you're saying, Danny, and people are looking at how many likes, what did she say? Oh, Jesus, get down here in the whole yeah. And so you're agitated falling into your sleep. And sleep deprivation is a seriously fucking problem. Like uh, as yeah, in there's two things anxiety. that set me off. Yeah. If, I, if, I'm, if I get hungry, I get hangry. And if I'm sleepy, I'm grouchy. Yeah. So there's two things there. Yeah, there you go, two oh. And it, it, it's a big, so, so yeah, like that social media, it's, it's, uh, there's pros and cons to everything, but common sense, if we're going to sleep to Facebook and Snapchat and emails, because yeah. I've had to sort of say, now, McGuigan, put the feckin' phone down there and stop that now. And I, I do it and at times, and I'd look at something, I'd look at an email and that's it for the night. Jesus, I'll have to talk to her tomorrow. And she said that and I said that and I'm going, oh, sweet Lord, I'm going to yeah. bed now, agitated. So what type of a... So do you switch it, off then at a certain point? I, I, to the best of my ability, don't get it right all the time. I would burn lavender um, for maybe half an hour beforehand. And again, it's just to sort of calm things down. But... I'm a culprit like the rest of us. Does lavender yeah. calm you down? Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Really? Yeah, try I, it out. I go for the clean cotton Yankee candle myself, but yeah, now lavender is one of them. That's I go for the dark go. cherry Yankee candle. <laughs> well, can you get a lavender Yankee candle and would oh, that yeah. work? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And what, like, put you to sleep? No, it relaxes in your room mm. and just calms everything down. But now you can do all that. But if you bring a feckin' iPad or a computer <laughs> or something, <laughs> in, putting the telly Jesus, on. I mean, like, yeah. but yeah, if you can do 15, 20 minutes before you go to sleep, is not to be on phones and computer and go back to maybe reading, good old yeah. fashioned reading, you know what I mean, and relaxing. But yeah, and don't underestimate any of that stuff. The amount of people that I work with, um, before even I was working as suicide or surviving as a therapist for years and years, I work with people, so it could be anything. Anxiety, panic, and pop- and they wake up in the morning, and it's like, that feeling. And yeah. I'd often say, I was working with a young lad, he's about 19, and I'd say from zero to 10, when you're waking up in the morning, where's your anxiety? And anxiety is huge um, in, in sort of teenagers or young adults. And he said, I'm starting at six in the morning. So he's waking up and his anxiety sitting in his chest at six, right? Yeah. So it's not going to take much during the bloody day to trigger him off. So I'd always, when I work with people, I say, right, we have to take a whole approach of how, you know, around your social media, when you're sleeping, what way, whatever way you're bringing yourself into the day and whatever way you're leaving the day, it's going to have a fucking huge part to play. But yeah. we don't, we, we totally tell ourselves bullshit about, no, that'll be grand, that'll be great. No, that's mental health. Yeah. That's mental health. It's as simple, you know what I mean? It's not complicated. It's that, how do I, how do I bring myself into the day and how do I bring myself out of the day? And then during the day, what else can I do? And it's very practical. What do you think? Yeah, I, I started. No, no, generally I started to try and because I know, like I, I'm a wagon for saying I was sort of charge my phone overnight and it's my alarm clock. Mm. But I mean, like you can buy an alarm clock for a fiver in deals. Do you know what I mean? So I've started to try and leave my phone downstairs at night time to charge. But I like listening to podcasts when I'm going to see. I like listening to stuff. But the problem, and it's genuine, right? 
I was listening to there's a deadly podcast. If you're into history, you need to download it. It's called Dan Carlin Hardcore History, and he does these like four-hour podcasts about different subjects. But like he does, the one I was listening to was basically about World War One and World War Two. All right. So it's, like I love it, like because I'm into My history. My husband loves that, yeah. But. If you're listening to a bloke describing gas chambers as you're going to sleep, absolutely, it's not exactly the best thing in the world. And no. I was having no. dreams that were bananas. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. talking seriously. Absolutely. Yeah. At one stage, I was on top of the Reichstag in Berlin in the dream. Like you know, I was fighting the war. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it got a bit trippy. So it's kind of like maybe, maybe I should probably just listen to maybe a comedy podcast for just a while or something. something a bit lighter. Yeah. yeah. But, so, but there's there's but, the evidence. Yeah. So when you were saying all that, I'm kind of like, yeah. <laughs> I'm guilty <laughs> <laughs> and we all are we all are yeah. I, I would be if I'm in the house and I'm just doing nothing yeah nothing is on the phone but I know when to like if I want to watch a film I'll put the phone down and watch a film brilliant if I say to myself I'm going to go to bed sleep. is that, a, is that an F-I-L-U-M as opposed to an F-I-L-M yeah. a film F-I-L-U-M yeah film okay <laughs> that's what I said film Um. I'd put it down if I want to watch a program I'd put it down I'd put it down between 8 and half 8 on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Sunday for Fair City so now just for that half hour break <laughs> I'll stick Fair City on I'm taking you so serious there I do I put it down so I can watch He's Fair being City. genuine there Is he? Okay <laughs> It's just I wasn't sure there to smile now I wasn't sure uh, I, ha- I have like if I'm in the house I'm always going to be on my phone Yeah but I can put it down like if I'm out with the lads in the pub I'd rather leave my phone in my pocket Okay. Because I don't like just texting while I'm out. Terrible, isn't Like, even my yeah. brother now, he's, what, 21. I'd pick him up from work. And you wouldn't get a chat out of him because no. he's just on his phone. Yeah. It's like, I'm not picking you up. Give us a chat here. Yeah, like. yeah. And uh, he'd be like, oh, no, I'm just going to miss his, his group WhatsApp with his mates. Oh, I'll just miss something. Yeah. If I put the phone down for 20 minutes, there's 100 messages, then I have to catch up. Yeah. I was like, fuck you, get the Lewis home then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you, know, you, can, you can be on your WhatsApp in the Lewis. Yeah. But even that, like, I even just going for a boy to eat with Oksana like mm. and even with, like we'll be chatting for the first minute and then we'll order like and then starters come out we'll like the starters everything be grand then waiting for a man car first thing I do whip out my phone on the phone just taking a score of the match yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you, you look know, around any pub and, or any restaurant yeah. and the other side is it's dictating people's mood so it if is, you're yeah. if you're looking at mental health there is no doubt, and, and as I say, only fr- from working in the world that I work in, yeah. that it is having a massive impact on people's mood. This, this machine, right, is dictating whether people are happy, uh, whether they're agitated, whether they're angry, and you're going, what in the name of Jesus? And I'm not taking away from the good stuff. I, I really am, and because yeah. it, it, there's great things as well. But where we've got to a place where, like you said, Danny, earlier, a like dictates your mood. You're going, what in the name of yeah. Jesus are we doing to ourselves? Mm. And I mean, I know I have a lovely 16-year-old daughter sitting here smiling. We have World War Feckin' Tree over this. <laughs> and you, and she knows we do. Now, <laughs> we're trying. We're trying different ways out. But I even said it to Amy, and, and she's, if it's okay to say, you've admitted that it has an impact on her mood. Because... Yeah. Who's saying, who's liking, who's saying what, and who's not saying. And I'm yeah. going, right, so this is dictating your day and the quality of day you're going to have. And I'm going, right, somewhere along the way, you have to take back fucking control. That's mental, though, isn't it? Like, you know, like it's, it's crazy that kids or teenagers are, are thinking like that. 
told you. Do you know what I mean? I know of a case of a girl, and I'm not. It's gonna, very sad, actually. So yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going to obviously name names, but I know of a case of a girl who was, I think she's about eighteen or nineteen now, but it was two years ago. So let's say it was her seventeenth birthday, and I'd say like she got about two hundred people who wished her a happy birthday on yeah. Facebook, but she concentrated on the two that didn't. I know. And they were bitches, and they ruined their day. Do you know what I mean? So rather than, so, me. rather than looking at it and saying, look at all these people who are after, like, outpouring and going to the... Now, fair enough, I know Facebook tells you it's someone's... But still, someone still has to go, happy birthday, have a good one kind yeah. of thing. But rather than looking at it and saying, look at all the people who did, mm? the two that didn't. Mm. And I was kind of sitting there, as like, that is... Like, that's mind-blowing, But that's you know? become the norm, Danny, and that's the... Pr- and it's like even, again, I'd say to Amy and Connor as well, I'd say, you don't have control over what other people say or what other people do. Yeah. And we find that really hard to get our heads around. But you do have control over how you respond. Yeah. And for me, and it's really tough in life, it's about, you know, if we're going to take personal responsibility, if we want to look after ourselves and look after our own, our own mental health, it's... Life is, I don't say, no one's getting out of life without loads of struggles. Loads of shit and loads of shit. That's being a human being, whether we like it or not. Challenges like. Absolutely. They're going to come our way, come our way, come our way. And one, they make us resilient. So you're not particularly protecting people if you keep them away from all the stuff in life. Because Mm. it's by stuff coming your way, you have to learn, you make the decisions. And I think, you know, it's not even about right and wrong decisions. It's about each time you learn and once you take the learning from each situation and you realize actually i can manage life even when it's tough i mightn't like the experiences i might feel all those horrible feelings but i can get through it Mm. and i can get past it and i can learn from it but to do that you have to say to yourself like that what we're saying here whether it's facebook or people you meet i've no control no matter who's listening tonight whatever their thoughts are or what they feel that's theirs. Now, the danger is when you start to get into that and you start to say to yourself, oh, Jesus, you know, what What will I do if they don't like me? What if I do mm. if they say, there's feck all you can do about it other than your own response? And that's about saying, right, I'm good enough. And I always say this, I love Maya Angelou. I'm mad about her. She was an amazing, amazing woman. I just think she was the most ballsy, gutsy lady. Who? Moya Angelo. If you get a chance, watch her on YouTube. She died about two years ago, 80, 80 years of age, and this lady lived. My God. Um, she used to hang out with Martin Luther King, and oh, she's amazing. But she has a quote, and this is the one I suppose I try to the best of my ability to live. And it's, um, I am a human being, so nothing human is alien to me. So I have the capacity to do the most fantastic, great things in life. I have the capacity to destroy as well only I choose and that to me if you want to really you know try and understand life try and understand people never decide you're not one of those people because Mm. circumstances life different things come your way and when they come your way it's about okay I have to make a choice you know and that's that to me is what life's about I'd often be in company and people go no I'd never do that and I'd say no, I'd never do it, but I, I am capable of doing it. Once I'm a human being and I'm on this yeah. earth, I'm capable of anything. So I think if you can, if I can, if I can remem- remember, I, I work in the prisons, I work in corporate, I work in community. So I would meet people from all walks of life um, who have had things done to them, who have done things. And I couldn't work with people if I decided in advance, well, you're just that or you're just that. Um, people are more than their circumstances. They're more than their situation. Now, 
if they do things that damage or hurt others absolutely then you've got the law and you've got everything and 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 i'm 100 with that but as people until we start cutting each other a bit of slack and also remembering that something will come your way and so someone would say to me well what you know I'm sure you wouldn't do that. And I'd say, I actually don't know till it comes my way. But I pray to God, I hope that yeah. I don't do damage. But I can't say that until it arrives. My bitches. Um, I don't know. Hmm? Well, I'd like to think I wouldn't. But at the same time, there's absolutely... Like, again, as I said, until it comes my way. Like, so I don't know... Hmm? Until something lands in front of me, like I don't know, and I'm going to an extreme here, but let's say somebody ran over me dog, and I heard about like somebody who had something similar, and when they seen the person ran over the dog, they bet seven shades of shite out of them, mm-hmm. and I'd say I wouldn't react like that. But how am I supposed to know if I would or wouldn't? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lo- I love me dog, like yeah. you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. y- you don't, and that's I don't know, that's a weird example maybe, but I don't know, I know like. Even taking it, for example, like, if a wasp lands on you and a wasp stings, on you, stings you, the first thing you want to do is slap and try and kill the wasp, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. The wasps are little shits you and they deserve to die. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, but it's a re- <laughs> Poor wasp. Do you know what I mean? But it is, it's a reaction, John, you know? and that's what I'm trying to say. So you yeah. don't know how you're going to react on instinct, like. Nope. No, so you don't. So it's kind of hard, yeah. And I think, yeah, like that, it's about even for any of us, just on a daily basis, even if you could just cut each other a bit of slack and say, right, you know, I don't know what's going on in your lives, either one of your lives at this moment in time or mine. We, we're sharing here tonight. We're chatting as much as we will and we're comfortable and all. Yeah. And it's just giving people a little break rather than, you know, if you meet someone and they say something and they do something, it's just saying, Jesus, you know, everybody's doing their best. Yeah. And and I think around mental health, that's a biggie. Yeah. You know what we were saying there about teenagers and yeah. how social media can change their mood or they can get moody um does do you would if you were doing a workshop in a secondary school yeah would that have that 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 content would have to be part of it we've done pilot and actually we're starting to do um we're working with uh teacher parent and students but that they all become the facilitators so we take a whole school approach rather than that hierarchy because the student has as much to teach as the teacher does, in, in our opinion, and we, we'd be very like that. But we've done a couple of um, workshops, uh, pilot ones with schools, and they were 16 and 17-year-olds, and uh, we said to them, look, this is the one we use for 18+. plus. Tell us what you think works and what you get and what you don't get and what should we change, and they said, change nothing. We get this. This is our world. This is what we live in, and this is our language, and people think they're protecting us, but they're not because we live it with our friends on a daily basis. We talk about depression, we talk about self-harm, we talk about suicide. So, you know, young people are saying to us that, and that's why we need to learn these techniques. That's why we need to understand what is it that's helping us and hindering us. And yeah, we would bring up and say, well, you know, the reality is that social media um, is going to have an impact on you. Now, you have to choose then how much and how little um, and that you do have control but they were absolutely brilliant Graham we just actually were very excited about it we've um, our wellness workshops as they were going on through the years people were saying well um, how 
how can we do it when we're at home and when we leave we want to sit down and have a cuppa or a pint or a glass of wine or whatever and go over this stuff again and, and you know get your head around it so we create a workbook um, and that was great they used that so we created an, on, an online version of the wellness workshop so we sent it off uh, spun out great organisation and uh, for youth driven by youth which is the way it should be but they um, got a focus group going so we said look we sent off our online and we said to the, the 16 to 20 fives we said look will you look at the content and say to us are we off kilter here or what's the story and all and they came back and tiny changes we're about to create it and put it up online and so we're always tapping into the age group and and they know themselves they know an awful lot but there's some really practical things like what we were saying tonight I was talking to, to a young girl there two weeks ago and when we worked out she's on social media 14 hours a day she she was in shock yeah you don't realize and also that it's impacting on your mood so it's about okay so that saddens me though that really saddens me about that to be honest that 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 it's it's Mm. something so fickle is going to impact your mental health yeah and at a young age like big time it should it shouldn't it's it's very sad In, in one sense i'm kind of amazed to hear 14 hours but in another i'm kind of like no, because for a huge lot of people, the second they wake up, the first thing they look at, phone, walking to school, going to work, yeah. first thing that they're looking at as they step outside the door. Absolutely. Phone, they get yeah. in, they have five minutes before they start work or five minutes before class mm. starts, I'll mm. take out my phone. Yeah. Break, lunch, first thing to do. So like, and this is something probably we're all guilty of. Yeah, is there a policy in secondary schools? Where oh they, yeah, they, no, they have they their a, policy, yeah. They it, do. But is the phone, are, they allowed, are the kids allowed phones? In no, class? not allowed in classes, phones. Yeah, they do anyway. Oh, yeah. There's course, the truth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but they're not allowed, but they yeah. do anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think there's much you disagree with there, Amy. Sure, there isn't about the amount of time. Yeah, I always feel like you'd have to be in class and at lunch and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when you hear 14 hours a day, I'm kind of like, yeah. It's that, that probably. I'd hate to know my stuff. <laughs> yeah. and like I'm an attention seeking fucker like so I mean <laughs> but I wouldn't let it I wouldn't I don't think I'd let it let it affect my mood yeah you, well maybe not something you put up but and I'd say and I'm probably more guilty of this one if I seen something somebody else put up that would ag- that would agitate me I think sometimes I see things like for example the big news story at the moment is this whole U2 and the tickets and ticket outs and all that kind of thing yeah and um, i seen on Facebook, uh, and I'm in the group because I used to before to get tickets when you two were playing. It's a group, and it's it's basically for people who are trying to sell tickets at face value because they don't want to tout them, and they're just like, yeah. look, for whatever reason, I can't go. Yeah. And I was on that, and i seen people posting on that and saying, like, how disgraceful it is. And, you know, like, somebody was putting up a post about, oh, this guy tried to charge me the ticket value plus the booking fee. Just and I'm like... But he paid the book and fee, so yeah. I mean, <laughs> I and it's six euro. Like, yeah. come on, yeah. And and I was getting angry at that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So something else, I was like, it's six euro, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose. I mean? so yeah, like, I, I've had instances over the years where people probably are things have annoyed me, but I've all there's that unfollow button, and I've always love unfo- that button. I've always unfollowed, yeah, or blocked or whatever, and my life's 
Happier. But you're 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 obviously comfortable enough in yourself, Graeme, and you uh, you feel grounded enough in yourself to know that okay, I have a choice. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. which is that's a bit. I'm always encouraging people and saying that you know, if the conversation is is catching you, to, of course, I, there's certain things on Facebook. I I go and I watch certain things on telly, and I go on a rant at home, John, saying, yeah. "Turn the fucking thing off." I can't. I, go, I can't. I have to get this out of my system. But I I know. But it's getting people to that place where you go, look. If it's really bothering you, you don't mind an old rant, but if it's really bothering you, unfollow, yeah, yeah. or come out of it, or defriend, or whatever they do, yeah. just for your own wellness. And then, you know, you can go back into it when you sort of, okay, right, this is, it's a trigger. If something is a trigger, and that's the stuff we look at on the programs, if it's something that triggers you, that then changes your mood, that then might bring on agitation or anxiety and all, why do that to yourself? So yeah. I'd say to someone, look, you know, even just if you notice a trigger, just say to yourself, well, what one or two things do I need to do? It's self-care. Yeah. That stops me keep on going into that sort of ruminate. And I'd say to people where they go and people, they go over and over and over when she says, I'll say and he'll say and they'll say. And then you start catastrophizing and going, and when that happens, I will. So you're just living in pure anxiety. Yeah, and that's yeah. not good for anyone. That's, I do that, I think, in work a bit with emails and work emails. And I'll, like, rather, because I've caught myself where I'll notice I'm typing angry. Do you, yeah, you ever yeah, got that? Yeah. We are like, oh, exactly. I'd say happens to you a lot. Yeah, yeah. That's where you're like, no, I'll tell them. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. there's no and if I'm stabbing the keyboard, then I'm like, all right, now hang on, go get a coffee, go yeah. for a little walk. There, go for a relax, yeah. But I was in work today and I was doing, was doing, we're doing like we're strategic planning and we're organizing and business planning, you know, all that type of yeah. stuff. And, and in the midst of it, then we're planning our programs and I could feel the agitation jump the back of your neck. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus, like that. And I thought, right get up off your arse and I just turned around to the lads and I said we've a CD so I turned around and I said "Uh, I'm doing a five minute meditation I said if anyone wants to join me no one did (laughs) (laughs) they're all like gee leave her in there but I knew I said put the bloody paperwork down went into the room and it's a lovely just it's like a a, just a body scan just to get you just to relax and breathe and I just done it for five minutes and it just gave me a little pause because I could feel the agitation. And all it was, was I'd been sitting too long, doing figures, planning. Uh, it was a really hot room. There was no fresh air. Um, and, and so there was nothing specifically that was agitating oh, you no, no, or nobody. Just, yeah, I needed yeah. a break and yeah. I should have took the break about an hour and a half before it. I was sitting in front of a computer um, and none of that we're, we're not made to do that so I took the five minutes and I'd done the little meditation and it just brought it down a notch or two and yeah. then I thought Grant back in again I'm going to ask you something and feel free to use a veto on this because unconscious you have a child in the room teenager te- teenager <laughs> apologies teenager um, but just because you mentioned there kind of the, the meditation side of it and earlier on you mentioned lavender and I know one of the things that has come up in it's certainly now in America it's it's being pushed a lot and across the states and then in Ireland I know it's come up in the doll a bit but this kind of legalization of medical marijuana yeah. and the use for not only physical but people who are suffering with mental health issues yeah. and they're saying this can be a relaxant this can calm people down etc 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 I know the last time we talked to you you weren't mad on kind of the pill side of things yeah the medication but do you have because I suppose it's more 
so as you grow it, it's natural maybe, I don't know. But yeah. do you have an opinion one way well, or another? Yeah, I, 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 can, I can share with you from working with people both sides about what their experience is because it's actually really down to the person of what it, their mm. quality of life. So I would work with a lot of, say, young men and they would be uh, smoking quite a bit and it would bring on a lot of panic. Okay. So it, there would be an amount of anxiety and panic, and they know they actually know it themselves. Um, so where it's 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 having an impact like that, you have to question what's because they go, oh geez, I feel relaxed for a while, and then the anxiety comes up, and we know we know for a fact that it can 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 bring on anxiety. So to me, it's not about. I'd never say to someone, right, you have to stop and don't do and don't. It doesn't work, you know. Mm. Get the facts, get the information, and make an informed choice but any excess of anything it's like with booze I mean years ago I'd have thrown the booze in me and all and you're going to wake up riddled with anxiety the next day you know and the day after that and then you throw more feckin' drink in it and the same can happen if you're smoking Um, I've also worked with people that have clearly told me and again as a therapist I work with where the person's at and, and I walk on the journey with them I don't tell them what to do because that's you're not directive as a therapist but I've worked with people that have said look for me, and this is the choice I've made, this this gives me, for a time, uh, calm. It gives me peace. Very, very self-aware people, very mm. educated, very knowledgeable. Um, but also know that it can't only be that. It has yeah. to be other things. Um, so for genuinely, Danny, and I'm not dodging the question, if I'm working as, as a therapist, I... I listen to the person because they know we we take an approach in, in, in Suiciders 5 and then as a therapist I always have is that the person knows themselves best and you would work with them and it's, it's like even with self-harm people would say you know you shouldn't self-harm and I'm going well that's actually keeping them whether I like it or not they've found a way to cope um, now in time it's about can they find another way to cope but I again wouldn't go you should or shouldn't does it work in life if you should or, if you say to someone you should or shouldn't mm. it's, it's more about okay Let's look at the bigger picture. If you're relying on only one source, whether it's it's smoking or whether it's drink, whatever you're doing, let's um, say it's the natural source though, because smoking, smoking cannabis is it's been mixed with big time, absolutely, with everything, very dangerous. Yeah, like yeah. the the natural kind of take on it is that it it helps a lot, and and a lot of people it does for yeah. a lot of people. But then for others, it doesn't. I, mm. I still feel, and only going from working with people, um, I've worked with a lot of men that end up with a lot of fucking anxiety around it. That's the That's only thing. That's smoking it though, is it? Yeah, 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 a lot of anxiety. But from, from a natural point of view, um, if a person is looking at the fullness of their life unknown, Whatever they choose, it that's only part of wellness. You've got to have all the other stuff. Otherwise, you become dependent. Yeah. No yeah. different than prescribed or unprescribed. Or if you start to become dependent on one thing, no different than I said years ago. I ended up in the psychiatric services because there was feck all else. I became dependent on it. So that's right across the board. Once we get caught like that, I'd always say to someone, if you're going through stuff, broaden your supports. And look at, and you might start off with whatever it is that works for you now, but you might change your mind along the way. Yeah, but yeah. I think it's it's really important take people where they're at, and listen, listen 
there's reasons that we have coping strategies. You know, we didn't just feck and wake up one morning and go, well, I'm going to do this because it's destructive, but it zones me out. A lot of people, and the only way I could describe it was from the prescribed drugs, I really liked when I was zoned out of it. I really, for a time, when I was on the 16 tablets a day, I genuinely um, wanted that feeling of not thinking. Because then the numbness comes just for a time and you don't have to you don't have to listen to the madness and you don't have to feel that terror. So I get why people would want to zone out, but it's not everlasting, you know, yeah. and, and as, as time goes on, I needed more to get that feeling. But all, all I was doing was avoiding stuff I had to sort out. So I don't know if that answers, but it's just based on mm. working with people um, it's about taking people where they're at yeah yeah. I we I, have reasons I was going to say I think kind of what I take from that is that again it's personal choice obviously but it's about finding a coping mechanism and then building on that so Absolutely. If, if, if that's the first block if that's what you use as your foundation yeah. but then you build on that yeah. rather than just saying I'm happy with this one block and that's yeah. all I'm ever going to use then and you imagine someone coming and the first thing you say to them, right, that's no good, you can't do that anymore. They're in bed, they're this sort of people are going, hang yeah. on a minute, you don't know my life, you don't know me, this got me this far in life. So you, you don't want, it's nearly like you shut down the chances of, of, of working or supporting someone by just saying straight away, you're wrong. I mean, who, when you're struggling in life, who, how does it help turn around to someone going, you're wrong? Yeah, yeah. I'd push back, I'd lash back, and I'd probably do more of whatever I'm doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. In terms of, um, in terms of kind of helping people, have you ever been in a situation where you can't help someone because, like, you just haven't got room, or not not because you, your programs aren't that work, but just, you know, the usual kind of finances, and has, has, there, has there ever been a point where you've had to turn someone away, just like, I can't help you, we need... <laughs> Um, there's been there's been times where the, the program isn't for the person and the person isn't for the program um, and and that would be um, we you know we have a responsibility that if someone is coming on an Eden program we would say you, it's it's one you can't put all your eggs in one basket it does not work and we, we know that so if someone will come for the Eden program and we would say look alongside this you'd need to be doing one-to-one therapy you need to have a good GP um, now this is your high end where people are suicidal and what we say is one of the dangers around suicide is that we just have only one outlet or one support and that doesn't work we need to have a number of them so if crisis comes we can go right okay you, you're gonna you, you'll ring the samaritans or you'll get yourself to a and e you'll get to your gp and um, you'll tap into the services again and you'll come on the eden program and um, to date around money hasn't you see i have this thing and i'm you'll hear in ireland if we had more money i think that's bullshit personally it is one part of it it will not turn my... I have seen them throw money at mental health and, and suicide. And it's not about that. It's about the approach we take, the attitude we take, and that community spirit. And it's about us all working together, putting our feckin' egos outside the shagging door, whether it's the, the NGOs ourselves or the HSE or the government. I don't want the government to sort out mental health and suicide for me. Not mm. in a million feckin' years. But I do want them to work with me. And then when we show and we show evidence, whoever, whether it's us or other organizations, that people going through our program come back and say, 
it works and this is the reason my expectation is then that they do fund them because if they're evidence-based if they're researched and if the people if the people are saying it's working that's who the government have to listen to so i i feel that it's never been about the money now we've built up through the years and we'll fundraise and we get our funding from dennis o'brien still who was the first to open the stores and after eight years yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and 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 eight years of no hse funding now we do have hse funding but it's about us all working together. It's about what you're doing tonight. Yeah. Th- this is what turns it around. It's about us saying tonight, there is support in your community. Anyone listening, we can signpost them. We can tell them. Not only Suicide or Survive, we're one spoke on the wheel. There's great organisations out there and people doing great work. Um, but it's that sort of people and organizations just making it about there isn't a way and there isn't their way because mm-hmm. we're just too like talking about different um support we're very very unique um but that does mean egos going outside the door you know mm-hmm. so for me it's it's around uh, people will say and and i do agree money has a big part to play in it but there's all the other stuff as well if we want it to work mm-hmm. the last time you were on with us one of the things that we were talking about was normalizing the conversation and re- trying to remove the stigma yeah and we we're saying that like it's definitely got better compared to where it was maybe five years ago yeah but in the last 14 months or so do you think it's moved on further or do you think we're a little bit static okay i, I go static a bit in the sense of that you see you'll hear a lot of people shouting and giving out and ranting and raving and rightly so the pair of people i am all for it but but you have a, a, I feel a moral responsibility after that, then to say what is available, what you can. Don't, shock treatment isn't fair to families, to mams who are looking for, you know, supports for their sons, their daughters, or whatever. I feel, Danny, that we um, we're getting there, but we have a way to go. Yesterday, my God, um, huge. It was like twenty years waiting, twenty years, and the same just before Christmas. Before Christmas, we presented to two hundred GPs. We have never, ever had that opportunity before. And they were absolutely up for it. Um, and we told them about the programmes we'd done and the whole lot. And yesterday, we were up in UCD and 40 trainee psychiatric nurses. So these are your frontline staff who, if we can get to them and say, look, your mindset and your attitude is going to have the biggest part to play with community. But they need to look at their stigma first their own self-stigma so you'll find in psychiatric or gps and all it's very you know diagnosing people and we're going to fix you and we're going to sort you and all and we're saying no that that doesn't work work, no it does not work so we're getting opportunities like that to actually influence and say there's another way and that other way is for the person by the person so i think the more we can do stuff like that uh the stigma will change but I go into corporate, I go into community and corporate and I can tell you now, not many people are walking in in the corporate world and saying I'm stressed and I'm depressed because they're feckin' terrified that they lose their jobs. Seeing as a sign of weakness kind of thing? It's it, it's self-stigma and it's society mm. stigma. So yeah, there's that, yeah, you know, um, that, that just not good enough, can't do, do the job. Do you think that's something maybe that the corporate world, like, so big companies maybe and this I know a lot of people are going to be under pressure in jobs in general but 
that's maybe where companies and maybe that's where the government maybe needs to step in a little bit more in terms of helping with kind of this what am i trying to say so people feel under pressure that they can't admit that they're stressed in their jobs totally but you can and see the, it when they fucking yeah. walk by you you know what i mean people well, are stressed should that be the point where the government is able to step in and say like look if we're going to help with, with mental health and big corporations and people are feeling under pressure if they feel like they can't say it in their job maybe there has to be more avenues there or maybe there has to be looked at that you know this whole thing of you know people who they're definitely working more than the 39 hour a oh, week totally. because they feel like totally. oh if my boss sees me leaving at yeah. you know 4 o'clock like I'm supposed to sure he's going to think I'm doing nothing I better yeah. stay till 6 o'clock mm-hmm. yeah. and they're doing that nearly every day and exhausting themselves Yeah. so like the corporate world has a huge responsibility in that sense is there more that can be done well I think first of all the government no I don't think the government's definitely I think the government you know there's lots of people in the government that are suffering with their mental health name it and say I can suffer with my mental health and I can still be a TD you know we're more than in life and in in the corporate from our experience and we've worked in a a good few organisations and we've one in particular who who are really supportive to us Rabobank are very good around our national tea break but it's a top down bottom up approach so it's your manager it's your staff it's everybody um, and we've gone into a good few organizations where we'd say right okay you know you to do say very practical things in your organization have visual posters around the place with funky messages and getting you to go geez yeah okay there's there's a samaritan's number i don't have to look at it nobody has to see that i'm taking the number down or did you know you know little posters and then with your your managers and your hr and your teams and all it's to one create an environment where you go right yeah you know my mental health will dip or I might have a day when I'm feeling low or a morning when I'm feeling low or I might be feeling anxious um, and that's okay so but the only way that works is if your manager mirrors it so if a manager is themselves if they're authentic and they're going right okay I'm finding it challenging at the moment because I've stuff going on in my life but I'm well able still to do my job Mm. Then you will go, Jesus, fair play to your one or your man. They're able to say, right, I'm not feeling great, but I'm not looking for that. And I just need you to know I'm finding it a bit harder at the moment. So that again, if you can bring programs in that allow those conversations, but also, and, and we do it quite a bit, that gives them practical tools and strategies and ways. And and it's actually not rocket science. You can actually create these environments in your workplace. You could, you know mm. what I mean? We mm. all can. You can go in and say, right, when I look around my office, what catches me around wellness what catches me and i don't mean depressive stuff you know if you start doing that or if you if you open your computer if the whole organization has an inspirational quote going through every computer every morning or the helpline of the samaritans or a wellness you know air online that it it just comes through every so often you go jesus hang on a minute here these lads actually buy into this stuff there's really simple practical ways and that doesn't mean government it doesn't it means an organization stop doing tokenism because we've gone in and ah we got them in for an hour we have mental health sorted out now. yeah take the box we won't go we won't go in anymore and we won't do it anymore and say no we're not the organization and but we are being asked more and more into corporate um and it's going well but we'd say right there's there's your first step which might be a two-hour 
sort of session then if you get a bit of a buy-in there you say okay let's do a half day and then if you get a buy-in there you know and over time then you can get ambassadors get ambassadors in your organization that you can say okay these five six seven whatever people will skill them up and they could be the go-to people not as counselors to signpost and then if someone's struggling i'd say right as a manager, or even yourselves, you have a responsibility to know what's going on in the community. So if I come to you and I say, Jesus, I'm really, really finding it hard, it's not only work. I have a whole life outside of work where the problems are. So for someone to turn around and say to me, well, look, I know the job do X, Y, and Z, but I know they don't do this other stuff. But did you know also in the community there's these organizations, there's these programs. And then if you have if you've your EAP in the organization where you can get a bit of counseling. Mm. So it's actually, if we all sat down and sort of took a real common sense approach, a lot of it is very, very doable. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I like I've often seen in my job, and my job is linked up with Leia Healthcare. That's right, yeah. So they always... Um, They'll have a representative come in every month. And it's like, I don't think they're doing enough because they're just inviting you. Yeah. And it's your it's your option. I'd like them to see, uh, I'd like them to be a bit more proactive. Part of skilling up. Yeah, yeah. And part of saying, and part of maybe, part of your objectives to sit down and do a, a, a workshop for a half a day. Totally or f- agree. For a couple of hours. Because as you said, it's everyone's mental health. You don't have to be suffering Not from all. depression or nope. anything, anything like that. It's just to keep you aware. Like I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to see them do a lot more. They just have someone coming in from Leia Healthcare and they just sit down in the canteen and then you go to them if you want to talk to them. Nah, people, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. it's voluntary and nobody really does it. No. Yeah. Um, when we had John the last time, it was. Uh, the the I suppose most of the the episode was about your story. Yeah. Um. I watched recently Patrick's Day. I don't know if you've seen Haven't it. Haven't seen it yet. I've heard about it. And it's about mental health. And there's scenes in it where he the the the, the main character is uh, institutionalized. And I couldn't help but think back to your story yeah. when you were telling <laughs> us about you being institutionalized. Absolutely. Um, but the reaction that movie got when it was on RTE maybe two, three weeks ago um, on Twitter was just outstanding. Was it? Yeah, there was like, because I, I went through, I don't usually go through the hashtags or the trends on Twitter, but I did that night because I ended up seeing a tweet from the director and the writer saying okay. how proud he was of the movie and how happy he was of RTE's decision to show it. Brilliant. And I got the conversation going over Brilliant. a nearly 48 hour period from when it aired and then forty eight for forty eight hours, people were just talking about wow. it. But things like that are, are brilliant. Like, yeah, and big I think time. you should watch Patrick's Day. I will, and I've heard, I've actually heard it's actually fantastic. So yeah, yeah absolutely. It's about um, a guy Patrick um, on Patrick's Day, um, but th- 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 there was there's some really kind of graphic scenes in it mm. with him being shocked, and his mother as his guardian, too, yeah. and the psychiatrist is saying to the mm. mother, "I think we we should give him a course of shock treatment." Yeah. And they showed a scene of him getting shocked mm. and all, so it's it's a tough it's, it's a it's a tough watch. Yeah, but the message is there, and it's a brilliant watch. So, I and and that's again opening up the conversation, like you said, Graham, and also, you know, 
it's a, it's a, it's informing us as well. Yeah, which is so time. important. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, in terms of wellness workshops and that yes. kind of thing, if people want to learn more about them, absolutely. And that, where absolutely. do they go? Absolutely. Well, I, I would strongly encourage everybody because I know you two lads this year are going to do a wellness workshop which yep. I'm delighted delighted to hear and uh, and you'll be able to sort of say from your personal experience what you did or didn't get from it um, so if everybody is just if they over the next say couple of weeks if you go on to our uh website so it's just suicide or survive.ie uh, we're starting to put up all the dates and we're sorting out venues and dates for our wellness workshops throughout the country our wrap throughout the country our supporters program and genuinely hand in my heart just just to invest just to say to people take the time out. you've nothing to lose you've not yeah. and and this is just i'd say you know you go to the gym for working out, you go to this this wellness workshop. It's for working out your mind. It's the exact same type of adi- approach. So if people want to check that out or if um, they want to suss out our wellness um, workshop online, it's just, again, wellnessworkshop.ie or wellnessworkshoponline.ie. Um, and you can, from now, ideally, you're watching videos and they're grand and they're informative. But if you can actually get to a place, uh, yeah. far, far better. And the ones in the community have been very successful. But, ah, sure. The, the, the lads, our legends, our borough legends have been just fantastic. And we've, um, the guys, are many years now, which are your dad and all the lads, we've been doing it now three or four three or four years and we've ran a wellness workshop uh we're about to run a rap it's the legends rap as well and again it's the community here we go like yeah we didn't go to the government for any of that the community made it happen so yeah we've got plenty of programs um and just uh, apart from that anybody just listening and and i'd really encourage people don't wait for stuff to come sort of nearly in advance. And there's a fabulous uh, website, the HSEs. It's called yourmentalhealth.ie. And what's really good about that is that we all sat down for two, for about two years and we worked together, we shared together. And what's great about that is that you can put your county in and it'll tell you exactly what's going on there. But also there's information. So say if you have a teenager who's depressed, someone who's been bereaved or someone who's anxious or relationship problems, anything, life, life things. They've got some very practical suggestions if you're supporting someone or if you're the person going through it. It's a really, really good website. And then some marathons, 116123. I would say to anybody, put it in your mobile phone. And this is where the mobile phones are wonderful. The Samaritans in the last two years signpost. For years, they they never did. They're a listening service. Now they listen, but they will also suggest and say, did you know there's such a support group or there's counselling in your area. So the more we let people know about this stuff, particularly at two in the morning, I'd say to someone, pick the bloody phone up to the Samaritans. They are brilliant. And talk down that anxiety or talk down that thought of suicide. And that's the stuff we want to get people to do because the demons visit. They don't visit at four in the afternoon. They visit, well, they do, but they really visit at yeah. two and three in the night there is the samaritans there so if we can get that out so on our website you'll have that information there'll also be on your mental health.ie some fantastic uh support that's there. brilliant that they're all yeah. kind of working together we spent three years we all came the national suicide prevention brought us together the hse brought us together uh we done all the strategic planning together and every one of us agreed 
the big problem is signposting when you have someone in crisis you go oh sweet jesus where do i go what do i do and how do i turn and this is the website that has pulled it together with us all working together so yeah it's brilliant deadly deadly um and yeah as you said we're gonna take part in one of the workshops and, absolutely um, L- Lindsay did something as well didn't yeah, she Lindsay done oh. the rap wellness with a reaction yeah. plan yeah and she really really enjoyed it yeah so Lindsay. yeah and i'm delighted you are doing it shouldn't shut up about it Lindsay. <laughs> where'd one know, where know that Lindsay, i won that got knocked up <laughs> Lindsay. she was with us then she got knocked up remember Lindsay. she's done a runner on you didn't she yeah yeah Nope, nope. Abandoned start ba- start bashing people as well. It's not ringing a bell at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, so look, we're going to do one of the, the wellness workshops, but we're also going to try and contribute in other ways. And we're going to be doing... We've been talking about it for a while, lads, right? Basically, we're going to be doing a live show um, within the next couple of months. Caroline's going to come along and it's going to be involved. Really? Once well, not general knowledge, because as I said no. to you, they don't even let me play Trivia Pursuit. I'm bad. <laughs> Just yeah. so we know in advance. Well, she's not giving away the idea tonight now as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, look, lads, right, what we're thinking of doing is doing uh, a live night where we're going to bring on people who have previously been on the podcast God and uh, your grand... Look, it's going to be a live night, but we're going to do it a little bit different. It's not just going to be a sit-down chat with the guests. We're going to do it as uh, a kind of quiz night with one team versus another to be three celebrities i guess <laughs> we're gonna call personalities them. personalities like um on each team and they'll be basically Aww. fighting to the death um so it's gonna be like the hunger games and uh, look go yeah early yeah. stages of the idea but hopefully we'll yeah get it look we we stay tuned we'll we'll let us know when it's all happening but um we want everybody to come along and support it it is going to be an aid overseas where to survive so which is and to say to yourselves it's fantastic like that you you're walking the walk so you're saying look we're going on the wellness workshop we want to be part of contributing towards it and we want to bring people on the journey with us you can't get any better than that lads mm. fair play just i'll find you just remember <laughs> i'll find you don't doubt it <laughs> Uh, yeah, so look, Samaritans116123, suicideorsurvive.ie. On the Twitter, it's suicide or survive with no E on the end, isn't That's it? That's it, yeah. Absolutely. And then you're just at Caroline McGuigan on Twitter. That's yeah? me, yeah. Deadly. Yeah. So make sure you give all down folly. I'm at Dan Joe Murray. He's at American Mania. <laughs> We're at WTS Pod. Deep breath, here we go. Right, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Republic. Um, podcast anywhere and everywhere just search WTS pod we're there hit the old review and subscribe and all that and share the love with it we'd appreciate that very 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 much facebook.com forward slash WTS pod Ireland and don't forget to check out FitzpatrickCastle.com they put a roof over our head and they're brilliant <laughs> you wow you Deep gonna, breath. Gonna Jeez, that, that was good, wasn't it? Gonna have to get that lung capacity up higher, man. <laughs> yeah. I am impressed. <laughs> uh, lads, I had a ball with you again. Thank you. Thank you. So, Thank you. so much. It's always great to see you. And, um, Lovely to so, chat. Yeah. I was gonna say, that's, that's the other thing as well. Like, the, just the whole art of a conversation is kind of falling on its arse with phones. It's because well, of the so. phones, though, isn't it, really, that it's fell on its arse? Yeah. yeah. yeah but we're turning around. This yeah. is a new movement. This, yeah. this the new we movement. might not have any friends after, but who cares? The yeah. WTS SOS movement. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds yeah. like a, yeah. I'm not saying it because of a lisp, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Say it, go on. Go on. WTS SOS. Brilliant. Caroline, as always, it has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming to us. Yeah. Thank you, Caroline. And we'll Brilliant. see you again. Graham, until next week. Clear us. Full heart. And Lewis. Good luck.